very nice to go traveling to Paris, London, and Rome. It's oh so nice to go traveling, but it's so much nicer. Yes, it's so much nicer to come home. It's very nice to just wander the camel route to Iraq. It's oh so nice to just wander, but it's so much nicer. Yes, it's oh so nice to wander back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're back home here for another episode of Frankly Drinking, the Thanksgiving episode. I'm your host, Lawrence. And I'm Luke, and you are listening to Frankly Drinking. Great to have you with us, folks, as we uh, look uh, forward to the big turkey day. And I think we may have a bit of turkey on the show tonight. It is a wild turkey fest, folks. (laughs) We have a bunch of wild turkey to partake in uh, for the occasion. What and, do they call a group of turkeys? Is it, there's got to be a term for that. Oh, isn't that a... It's uh, escaping me. It's got a, I think it's just a gobble. A, go- a gobble. I think you're right. Think yeah. You think it's a gobble? Or a gaggle? A gobble? It's a gaggle of geese. Uh, it's a gobble. I think it is a gobble. And we got plenty of gobble-gobble on our show. Oh, gobble-gobble till you wobble. <laughs> Tonight. But not us, because we're having very small pours. Oh, yes. This is a <laughs> this is a sipping show. Sipping and A sipping show responsibly that's right program indeed uh so yeah we're, we're we're doing a thanksgiving uh feast here we got some uh some a medley of turkey uh and <laughs> and you know i didn't want to bury the first uh pour here uh deep in the heart of this uh okay. selection so uh we're gonna start so we can taste uh taste the history yeah taste the history okay. of wild turkey uh really wh- yeah we're gonna taste a little history here uh uh the wild turkey um Basically, the origins of wild turkey uh, in 1891. There was a distillery uh, called the Old Hill, Old Hickory Distillery. Okay, and um, that family that owned that distillery uh, dealt with um, wholesalers. Okay, so one of the wholesalers that they sold their bourbons to when they distilled uh, was named Austin Nichols, not the person, but the wholesaler. Okay, and so. One of the representatives from Austin Nichols would take this bourbon and go on turkey hunts with his buddies. And so oh. the hunters loved it. <laughs> and they they would request it by name, where they would request it by saying, hey, do you have any of that wild turkey bourbon? Ah. And so the name wild turkey was born, and Austin Nichols began to bottle wild turkey ah. from that distillery in 1942. So the modern huh. wild turkey brand started in 42. Wow. Yeah. So so basically let's fast forward to I don't know a couple, you know, 15 years later or so. Yeah. Uh in 1954, mm-hmm. uh Mr. Jimmy Russell began working at the distillery. His father had had been uh he lived a few miles from the distillery. His father had had been uh, teaching him techniques mm-hmm. um, for distilling uh, the bourbon. Okay. And uh, Jimmy started in 54, and he is still, to this day, working at Wild Turkey. And he is the master distiller oh. at Wild Turkey. He's the longest-running master distiller at any 
uh, distillery. Wow. In the United States. So I bet they're thankful for him. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he, they call him the Buddha of bourbon. Buddha of bourbon. Okay. Perfect. So he's, he's a very uh, gentle spirit. Uh, like the ones, <laughs> the ones he is known for uh, distilling. So, so yeah. what we have here is a pre nineteen seventy seven wild turkey. This is an eight year age stated wild turkey at eighty six point eight proof, and wild turkey is known for adding uh, really weird, uh, adding one digit more. So, so okay. their their one hundred one is is one proof better than a hundred. And their 81 is one proof better than 80. Ah. So this 86.8, I don't know the origin of this, but this is a, this is a, this should have a very dusty old uh, turkey profile. And we don't, it. we don't know what year it's from, but we just know it's pre-77. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's pre-77 because it had a tax strip on it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So anything that was before 77 had a well, tax strip. It smells really good for sure. Oh, wow. So, so turkey is... Turkey's known for uh, a a fruit mm. forward note, and uh, there's also an infamous turkey funk. And uh, th- th- there's been a lot of inconsistency with turkey over the years, mm-hmm. but there's one consistent thing, and that's the turkey funk. <laughs> and you're gonna find it what, in every pour tonight. What what is that? Where is that in the as you as you kind of enjoy it in oh, your man. mouth? When when do you when do you get Ooh. that? Uh, well, in this one, is it toward the end? Yeah, it's toward, it's toward the end here. It's toward the mid mid palate to the okay. end. Okay, okay. Um, it's going to be a kind of a bitter, oaky. Mm. Some people call it a mushroom. I mean, it depends on who's mm. you know tasting here, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it could have any sort of sort of earthy character to it as well. Mm. And it's called the turkey funk. Uh, some people can't stand wild turkey because of it, but. Uh, it's, I'm I'm not one of them. I'm going to tell you mm. this is um, mm. this is really good. And you're right that, that there's a lot of fruit in that in the mm. in the front end of this thing. Um, it's very distinctive. Oh yeah, this well. I'm glad we started with this because mm. you're going to see a progression tonight mm-hmm. as we go. But this is um, mm. yeah, that's good. And very low proof. It's you know at eighty six. It's very enjoyable at that lower. Yeah, proof. yeah, quite quite smooth and. Oh, there's the funk. Really... I got some funk. You did. Yeah, it's huh. definitely an oak thing. Okay, for me that happens towards the end. Everything's sweet and then it mm. gets really bitter. Mm. Kind of a bitter okay. punch on your tongue. Mm. And not a ba- not in a bad way, like an oaky, you know, yeah. like oaky. Bourbon anyway, right? <laughs> as oh, best yeah. as best we can describe mm, it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, now if you take that, that's great. Don't and, don't drink all that now. Oh no, savor that. Okay, because no. if you go to number two, glass two, okay, is just a straight up brand new bottle. Uh, well, it's not brand new; it's been sipped upon here, right? But right. Uh, some Wild Turkey One Hundred One mm. from two thousand twenty. Okay. Uh, this might be actually a little older than twenty, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's this is what turkey turned into. So this is a this is the hundred one proof. Okay, it's going to be a higher pr- uh, proof point. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's one proof better than a hundred. Mm-hmm. So, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, oh, there it is. There's that turkey funk. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, 
as a word person, that just seems so negative uh, <laughs> to talk about to talk about a bourbon like that. I'm I'm enjoying this. In fact, you know, oh. I, I was on a I, I was out. I was out of town on business last week, yeah. And I sat down uh, with with my friend Rick from New Jersey, and we were having some. We were having a couple bourbons together, and um, this is what I ordered. You had a wild turkey, yeah, right off, yeah. The, right off the bar there. Right, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with 101. Yeah, it. it I, I I've had mm. South now Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is what the, they serve wild turkey. Mm-hmm. On the airline, okay. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of airline flights. Uh, you know, bourbon selection include wild turkey. It's usually like in Woodford mm-hmm. or Jim Beam, or mm-hmm. they have wild turkey on Southwest. And I got to tell you, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good on a, on a yeah. flight. Oh yeah, yeah. Any anything anything brown that comes off that cart is is going to be good on a flight because you you just you need a little you need a little something to take the edge off. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I do get what you're talking about. Um, I'm not going to say the word funk, but there is that that the the finish. I get that. I can see it's funky. I, I like it. I, yeah. I don't think it's. I don't, I don't use that. I'm not going to use that word. Well, it's that. It's, it's, it's uh, in, in this 101. It's definitely potent. The, in this, you don't. You're not getting it as much on the on the older one. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because the proof is lower. But but mm. on the 101, you're getting this grass. It's a grass note mm. that kind of turns into oak. Okay. On the finish. As yeah. you start going to the finish, mm. that fruit is still there, but it tastes. You know, again, this is this is not this is not age dated. I mean, this is like you know seven or eight years, but it's a you know. So it's not too young. It's not it's not younger than that. It's not like four or something. No, I don't. Well, I don't. You know, that's a good question. I'm blanking on on what the age of this okay. is, but but I, but yeah, I mean, it's a high rye. You know, it's a high yeah. rye. Mash bill, right, right. So you get those kind of grassy, spicy, yes, grass, grassy, spicy notes. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with turkey. No, this is it's it's always gotten a uh, a bad rap. You know, it's got names like uh, the kicking chicken. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. gotten a lot of, of bad nicknames over the years because people I think uh, had a little too much of it at the ball uh, game. Okay, in their flask. Yeah, in college, but mm. um, but yeah, it's I I there's nothing wrong with sitting Mm-mm. down and ordering a wild turkey at a Mm-mm. bar. Mm-mm. Nothing to be ashamed of there. No, and it's not the first time. And I, I do tend to keep a little wild turkey at home. It's a great, a great price bottle. Yeah, yeah, a little one hundred and one. Oh yeah. Um, and th- do they have a lower proof out there, Larry? The one hundred and one. Uh, yes, there, there is a wild turkey. Uh, it's eighty. It's either eighty or eighty-six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Standard expression. Got it. Yeah. Got it. But well, the 101 is the bestseller. Well, you see, I think you turned me onto the 101 a few years ago. Yeah. And then that's why I bought that. And then I try to keep it around because it's tasty. Makes a great mixer, too. Yeah. So should we uh, should we roll another uh, Frank track? Yeah. Yeah. Why we enjoy this uh, this 101. <laughs> well, we, we've got a, we got a couple uh, songs coming up from the 1964 album, America, I Hear You Singing, which um, Sinatra did uh, with Crosby. Bing Crosby's on here, his his boyhood idol. And uh, the the two um, great singers uh, get together along with Fred Waring and the Pennsylvanians, which is like a uh, kind of a choir sort of Oh, right. Deal. Those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Don't and- confuse them with Ohioans. 
Ohioans, Pennsylvanians. Yes. Um, so there this, was a turf war. I think there was like, you know, a East Coast, West Coast thing that happened between the Ohioans and the Pennsylvanians. Back right. Then. Um, <laughs> um, but um, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the album in a second. Uh, but we're going to get uh, started here with um, a song uh, written by uh, Jimmy Van Heusen. Uh, with lyrics by Johnny Burke and uh, Nelson Riddle did the arrangements um, on this record. Uh, this is a song that Crosby recorded back in 1944, and it's something of a love song. It's called Early American. sounds of those Pennsylvanians coming through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's almost as smooth as that 1977 gobble gobble that we were just enjoying. Very smooth. Austin Nichols Wild Turkey on that label still. They (laughs) they kept Austin Nichols on the label for quite some time. Yeah? Uh, Yeah, well well into I believe the uh, the 2000s, the aughts. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, or maybe the 80s, but but basically, <laughs> I don't know. Aughts, 80s. It was a while back. Yeah. He, he lived. He, he went. He was there for a while. Well, the 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 brand the brand got uh, uh, the brand was purchased by uh, Pernod Ricard. The D's are silent in that French uh, company. Oh, okay. Conglomerate. Oh, and yeah. And then yeah. Um, so they ran it through the 80s, through the glut years. Ah. Uh. And Sorry they, for them. Yeah, yeah. They had, and then what happened? Well, and then um, in in two thousand and nine, uh, Campari ah, purchased okay. the company. Okay, and the entire time, Jimmy Russell. <laughs> so that's, that's that's they don't fire that guy. No, you can take over the company, but you don't fire that guy. No, Jimmy Jimmy was there the entire time. So I'm building 
Frank held that last note pretty well. The Pennsylvanians. <laughs> the Pennsylvanians and Frank Sinatra. <laughs> the Pennsylvanians with Puppet Show and Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. <laughs> no. So, obviously, uh, uh, an entire album of patriotic songs and songs about America. And uh, so it's something that we we did. Uh, we have played a few tracks from it back on our, our 4th of July show from, from last season. Uh, but uh, Thanksgiving, of course, is a time of uh, reflecting on uh, on our blessings. And one of them is, is living in this uh, country. Yeah, yeah. You get to you get to pour a a fancy glass of bourbon and stare into that and reflect <laughs> and be thankful. I've, there's yeah. there's many there's definitely Thanksgivings where I'm I'm bringing out a uh, a nice bottle and finishing it off with friends. So yeah, it's always good. Oh yeah, uh, uh, this, they kind of go together. They do, they do. This this one uh, I always bring out some wild turkey. For Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, this one is a special one. Uh, the the next pour we oh, have. Oh, we're gonna here. go to number number three. Number now? three. Number three. If you can advance gobble, to gobble number lineup. three, uh, this is. A and there's spe- seventeen of them, by the way, y'all. So it's, it's gonna be a gonna, long show. We're gonna no, no just kidding. No, there's only there's okay. only a few more. No. But but basically, um, mm. what you got here? Yeah, knows this one for a while before yeah, you taste we, it. Uh, so so Jimmy. Uh, you know, it's not the only secret weapon over there. Okay. At uh, the Wild Turkey Distillery in Lawrenceville, Ken- Kentucky, I should mention. Lawrenceville. Yep. That's like your your town. It's my kind of town. <laughs> your kind of town. You should be mayor of that joint. Did I say Lawrenceville? I meant Lawrenceburg. 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 Same Lawrenceburg, thing. Lawrenceville. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. Same same thing, right? Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, basically, Jimmy had offspring. Oh, okay. So Jimmy's youngest son uh, is Eddie, Eddie Russell, and Eddie has has been there a, a long time as well, and has has crafted, has 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 mastered, I should say, the craft mm. of blending distilled spirits over there. And he blended uh, some some limited releases. They started getting into limited editions. Yeah, and they have been releasing uh, Masters Keep, which is a uh, blending project of Eddie's um, or special barrels that they find. Okay. Uh, for example, the first release was a 17-year-old bourbon that was at barrel proof. However, it had evaporated so much inside the barrel that the proof was like 88 proof. That's how much it had evaporated. It had been proofed down. Oh, okay. But it was still through the barrel evaporate. proof. <laughs> right. It was released out of the barrel at its proof, which yes. just happened yeah. to be 88. Huh. After 17 years. Wow. Okay. Uh, this one is a phenomenal release, and this is the Wild Turkey Decades. This is a blend of 10 and up to 20-year bourbons. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm. if you want to – this is kind of like nosing that one from pre-77. I just dove right in. <laughs> Taste it. Because I, I can't help myself. Mm. There's definitely that that really nice fruit on the front end, mm-hmm. similar to the 77. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can't. Oh, I can't, I can't quite put my finger oh. on it. Like, there's that turkey funk. <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to yeah. come up with a better term for that. Like, I don't know. Turkey, Funky turkey, turkey bite, turkey bite. Do, do turkeys bite? Um, oh, turkey. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. It's called the I'm, gobble. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about that. There's that gobble. Mm, there's that gobble. Oh yeah. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not too negative. No. What's mm. the, uh, well, it's not a, it's not a negative thing. I mean, it's, mm. it's basically this funky note that comes out of nowhere and just kind of, it's a little, little punch, little punch of bitterness. Mm. Sometimes it lingers. This thing is great. That's, that's fantastic. I think that, you know, I almost think that the, the contrast, the contrast between the front end and the back end of this thing is one of the things that makes it, to me, makes it so tasty because you're getting that you're getting a real like you, like you said that sweetness and fruit on the front with you know some some delicious um kind of bite on the back end oh it's a turkey fight um <laughs> it's a turkey fight between the front end and the back end and they are going at it <laughs> i mean um, wild turkey is an apt title mm. this particular release this master's mm-hmm. keep edition is called decades mm. It is, it is great. Like you, you can taste that old, older stock in there, mm-hmm. and then the finish is the finish has the turkey funk a little bit, the bite, yeah. and it's and it's uh, it's grassy and it's sweet and it's at the same time it's delicious. So good. Did um, can you just walk in and find this stuff, or is it a collectible kind of deal? No, it's it's a it's a limited edition. Uh, now, decades they did two releases of it. Um, I, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that mm. at some point, you know, th- this is a yearly release. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, it's called uh, uh, Masters Keep One. Okay, but um, yeah, the decades, the decades is easily one of the best wild turkeys ever produced. I think. I I agree. I've never had this before. In the I like I was saying about the flavors, great and. The the nose on this thing is really nice as well. I the, the mint. There's a mint on the back end of this one for me. Mm. It's just this sweet mint, mm-hmm. like powdered sugar mint mm. flavor that's going and going. And that's probably the aged stock oh. coming through. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had Ooh. it so good. I uh, thanks for the thanks for the tease. There, we're yeah. gonna roll on into uh, another song by Frank Sinatra. Also. Uh, from the album America, I Hear You Singing from 1964. And uh, this song was written uh, by Kahn and Van Heusen, Sammy Kahn, um, arranged by Dick Reynolds and Jack Halloran. Um, and, and once again, Frank is joined uh, by Bing Crosby and uh, Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians. The Pennsylvanians. <laughs> the Pennsylvanians. So let's uh, let's give a listen to this. Um, as you said, Larry, you never had it so good. So So good, so good, so good. 
so good. Ice cream on your apple pie. That's good. That's good. Mountain streams and fish to fry. Yum yum. <laughs> Sinatra saying yum yum. <laughs> Is that an ad lib or did they actually uh, write that? Uh, I think he I think he wrote it on his sheet. Yeah. Um, whether you know the writers did or not. That's a fun. That's a fun little tune. I, it, obviously, it's it's in it's keeping within the theme. Yeah. Yeah. Very much the flag waving, um, positive song, and don't forget about your your blessings. Different styles and races. Still, we're one big neighborhood. You never, I mean never, ever had it so good, so good, so good, so good. The corn upon the Kansas plain. That's good. That's good. And frozen foods in cellophane. That's good. That's good. A hot dog in a bleacher seat. That's good. A town hall where the people meet. That's good. That's good. I like the ebb and flow of it. Yeah. Nice, uh, nicely done. And I like the way they were swapping, uh, the way they were saying the various lyrics in that last verse there. Bouncing back and forth. Yeah. This this album, I mean, obviously it's of its time. But it, yeah. It, it seems like it's from it's like a cast album from a, a musical. Yeah. W- was there a project around this thing, or was it just a an album release? Yeah. So what happened was um, this album was this album was born um, out of this. This album was really uh, born out of tragedy and sadness. Um, you wouldn't know it from that past that past song. Um, and there's other very up tempo numbers, very positive numbers. But um, this was an idea that um, uh, Frank wanted to do this after Jack Kennedy was assassinated in in 1963. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Um, he was um, he was killed in in November. Um, just six days before Thanksgiving, um, as a matter of fact, um, in 1963. And these guys, um, they had seen the Depression. They had seen World War II. They had seen um, hard times um, in the country, difficult things. And they had just been through the trauma of, of Kennedy's assassination. Um, and And yet they... Um, you know, they, they wanted to have this hopeful message. And um, I think it's, you know, we, gosh, um, things things in America are never perfect. It's a little bit of a reminder, you know, that, um, that things are never perfect. Not here, not anywhere. Um, but uh, we can... We can look on the we can look on the bright side, and and we can block out a little bit of the, um, you know, the the overwrought um, dooms doomsayers out there, um, and they're they're all <laughs> they're all across the uh, the political spectrum, and uh, in every single corner of Twitter. So uh, yeah, uh, I, delete. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't, just I don't, if you have Twitter, yeah. 
No. Delete it. <laughs> good, good night. The, uh, the, the, the bird you shouldn't delete <laughs> is wild turkey. <laughs> Just saying. Yes. As nefarious as that little bluebird is. Yeah. Delete. That is how, uh, on the wonderful side of the spectrum, gobble gobble is. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, moving on. Yes. Uh, the the continuing in the same vein, mm-hmm. uh, they Eddie uh, released uh, under the Wild Turkey Master's Keep label mm-hmm. a seventeen year old bottled in bond. Wow, uh, I think two years ago, and so this is a look at the color on this thing too. It's just I, I know robust rust rich. It's the darkest one of all these. Yeah, the well, the last one might be on par with it, but that's okay. for a different reason. Okay. But the um the seventeen year old is uh one hundred proof, seventeen year old bourbon, distilled at Wild Turkey, and selected by Mr. Eddie Russell. Wow. I think we should just play some Sinatra with no setup. Yeah, while let's we just, sniff let's this. just roll into uh roll into the next thing. Why does it seem so inviting? Autumn in New York It spells the thrill of first nighting Glittering crowds and shimmering clouds in canyons of steel. They're making me feel I'm home. Oh, honey, I'm home. This, uh, <laughs> this track is so good. <laughs> A classic Sinatra track for sure. Yeah. Uh, this bourbon is so cloying. It, it's it's you can tell the big difference I have is that it's very dry and it dries out your mouth. And, Ooh! And the other one's a blend. Yeah. Of old stocks and it doesn't do the same. So you really get that powdered sugar dry. Mm. On the finish there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is dry and, like autumn. And it's delicious too. It's Really good. Dreamers with empty hands, they sigh for exotic lands. It's autumn in New York. It's good to live it again.
17 years. I mean. Yeah. What were you doing 17 years ago? Oof. Let's see. Well, probably 19 years ago at this point. Because this is two years old or so. But. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. This autumn in New York. Transforms the slums into Mayfair Autumn in New York You'll need no castles in Spain Lovers that bless the dark on benches in Central Park. It's autumn in New York. It's good to live it I love the end of that, uh, the lovers in Central Park, and then Autumn in New York. It's good to live it again. That's a great one, and that's that's on Come Fly with Me. Yes, yes, it is. It's on it's on Come Fly with Me, like the uh, like our first song tonight um, that we heard. It's nice to go traveling. This song was written by Vernon Duke uh, back in 1934, and um, you know I think it. Um, I think it paints a picture um, of the potential for love and loneliness in the big city. You mm-hmm. know, whether mm-hmm. you um, whether you're having a whether you're having a joyful time or whether it's uh, whether it's a bit lonely out there. Well, if you're lonely sitting on a park bench in uh, Times Square, Central Park, wherever. Just pick up a little 375 of Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> You'll be flying high. <laughs> It'll get you warmed up Come a fly bit. with me. Come fly. Come fly away. Uh, you might not find the 17-year, but you'll have a 375 of 101. Yeah. The nearest bodega near you. <laughs> Join the gaggle of turkeys. Wild turkeys. If you're heading to friends' houses across Central town, Park. you're taking the F train yeah. out to Brooklyn, you're taking yeah. the A Express. Yeah. Up to the, you know, to uh, Columbia area. Just stop off, get a 375 of Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> Heck, get a 750. <laughs> we'll take it. You could take it to the party instead of Pepsi and Ring Dings. That's right. You know what? Go out there, put your warm hat on, watch the parade. You got that 375. <laughs> oh, you know, there's speaking of the solitude part of, of what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, wanted to share a story um, about Sinatra and Thanksgiving, a particular, a particular story. You know, Frank, um, Frank made a lot of time for his uh, for his kids and um, and his and his first wife. Um, you know, over the course of over the course of his life, there were a lot of times um, when you know he he loved the holidays, loved Thanksgiving, and just like everybody else. Um, he liked spending it with family, but um, there was a time in the in the early 1950s when 
when Frank was really at at kind of the low ebb, um, uh, everything that he had built in the forties had kind of uh, collapsed. Oh yeah, the glut and- years. <laughs> the glut- <laughs> um, the Bobby Soxers grew up, and um, hey, everything. Your old news, bud. Yeah, everything had changed by the 1950s. He was dropped by his label. Um, he was dropped by his his movie studio. Um, he was, you know, he was walking through Times Square alone, and nobody noticed him. Right? It was like that kind of thing where um, people were like, "Hey, is that Frank Sinatra?" He, um, yeah, and in fact, um. Uh, this is a story that, um, from, from a gentleman, um, uh, n- uh, named Sal, who, uh, Sal is the proprietor, current proprietor of Patsy's, uh, restaurant in New York, which is actually only, it's not, I don't think it's but a couple blocks, um, from Times Square. Yeah. Um, it's, it's in, it's not far from that, uh, theater district and everything. Um, and it's a, it's a New York institution. It's an American institution. Um, I, I've been there myself um, a number of times, and um, it's it's funny starting to tell the story that I um, I've ne- I've never eaten at Patsy's with anybody else. I've eaten at Patsy three or four three or four times by myself. Um, typically, this I'm is there. On, typically, yeah. Typically, there I'm there on business trips, uh, and and over the years I've had lunch or I've dinner. Um, I had it. I've had it by myself there. Um, but so Frank went in. And he was great friends with uh, the people um, who who started Patsy's, and and it's gone down. Sal is the third generation owner, and um, he came in and he said, um, "Guys, uh, I, I'd like you to I'd like you to book me a table for tomorrow, you know, for Thanksgiving." Uh, never mind that there were signs on the door. There were signs around the restaurant where we were closed for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Sinatra didn't see that, and and he's used to getting his way. <laughs> well, and they knew they knew how how tough things were for him at that time, and they loved him, and they just said, "Oh, well, that'll be great. That'll be great, Frank. We'll we'll see you tomorrow." And um, so they <laughs> they set things up. Frank came in. Restaurant was basically empty, but but Frank was there, and um and it and it came it came out that he realized, oh, you know they were supposed to be closed today, um, and then it's it was just a it was just a symbol of that friendship, um between Frank and and the and the folks at uh, at Patsy's that they just. You know, they took care of him like family, even though yeah, even though he wasn't. So. Yeah, I did. I they didn't have a turkey though. They probably had what they they gave him some. Uh, uh it was some, some of his favorite pasta dishes. Um, I think it was. Um, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely an Italian um dish like a like a like a rolled up uh rolled up piece of chicken. Oh yeah, uh, like kind a of cutlet. thing. Roll a roll cutlet. Roll a teeny. Is yeah, that the right? Yeah. Is that the right? You pound for? it. You roll yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Put a little gravy, a little yeah, sauce on yeah. it. Forget Some, about something it. like that. Yeah. 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 It's good. So, so that's what that's what Frank did for his uh, for his Thanksgiving one year. Nice. Hung out at Patsy's by himself. That's just you know. That's not. It's better. Uh, I mean, it's better than the Waffle House or the <laughs> the Hojo up there in Times Square. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I tell you, even if you're. 
even if you're eating by yourself, I can attest to this. Even if you're eating it by yourself, Patsy's is a great place to be. Yeah, you so. got a you got a bottle of red and a chicken rollatini. Yeah, maybe get them to make you a, a wild turkey Manhattan. Oh, oh, you know? now see that now wild turkey does have a rye. Yeah, and it's and they have a rare breed rye. Ooh, and, uh, those those would make excellent Manhattans. Indeed, excellent Manhattans. indeed. From uh, one Manhattan to another, great segue. Great segue. Uh, here's another segue. You uh-huh. talk about reserving a table. Yeah. Well, uh, Eddie and Jimmy would uh, would reserve some barrels. Ooh. Okay. And uh, and thus they crafted a new label called Russell's Reserve. And I I happen to think that Russell's Reserve is uh, a severely underrated bourbon. Mm. It doesn't have a fancy looking label. It's not a fancy looking bottle. It's kind of squat. Okay, you know, oh, but you can okay. get you can get store picks and 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 uh, selections at your store. And what's great about Russell Reserve, especially in the wintertime in the in the in the fall, yeah, it's 110 proof, and it's pure turkey. Ah, uh, it's the finest barrels uh, blended together uh, to make an excellent straight bourbon whiskey. Um, wow, yeah. What what do they get for that right now around here? Oh, uh, Russell Reserve. You, you can you can get this under fifty. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. sure, I'm sure uh, it's it's got probably a price point of like forty two to forty five. Okay. Um, you know that's not bad. No, it's it's really good. It's really wow. good. Mm. Really good price. Mm. But yeah, I mean, he was. I guess uh, that kind of also segues up. That story segues up uh, the next Frank song from from uh the rarities collection right yeah that's right um and i'm delighted that these um reprise rarities um, are coming out and it's been it's been fun to listen to them there have been a lot of interesting tracks on there and they're uh a lot of them are pretty obscure uh they've been released before it's not like they're pulling them out of the deep vault but they've been put on b-sides and stuff like that so um, one of my discoveries is sort of a new favorite song of mine that um I, I found on on the most recent release, um, Reprise Rarities Volume Five, and um, this is a song that, that Frank recorded in, in 1974 and again in 1976. So, like our first pour tonight, they were both pre 77. Pre-77. Yeah, some pre-77 tracks. Why so soon after um, well, first recording? Well, you know, we're going to listen to them, and I think you'll be able to tell, but um, I think that it's clear that Sinatra was not, he was not really happy with the orchestration on the first version, and so he re-recorded it um, with a different orchestration, uh, but it, this is one of those times where it just it's interesting to hear a guy record the same song in the same tempo with different arrangements two years apart. And what a difference um, the arrangement makes and um, and the the selection of instruments that are used. So let's hear right now. Empty Tables from 1974 
It's like singing to empty tables Or a gallery that's full of ghosts Or like giving a great big party Where nobody shows But the host That's what it's been like baby. That's what it's been like All right Without you around To applaud me Every night is like closing night. Wow, that's it's kind of uh, a little bit like uh, Angel Eyes. The same old yes, there's it's it's also um, yes, a bit like one for my baby. One for my baby, yeah. Um, and there's there's a, definitely a relationship there. But <laughs> it it sounds like it seems like he's trying to maybe capture lightning again uh, late in his career, maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming. Yes, yes, and please call with a Johnny Mercer lyric for a reservation. Music by Van Heusen. Our favorite spot. Clearly. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a beautiful song. Cause I'm singing to empty tables without you. Without And that's the bad one, <laughs> right? I I mean, I it's it's not bad. It's not bad. No, it really is not. Um, but that choice of the the full the full orchestra, or you know, that sort of jazzy orchestral. Re- oh, um, like the clarinet and yeah, yeah. Um, that that choice um, for the orchestration. Um, I I just. Frank just wasn't happy with it, and I understand. I understand why, um, and I think I think it's uh, it's easy to hear when you when you hear the next version um, what's what happened and and what he decided to do. Okay, well, let's hear that one. Yeah, let's do it. It's like singing to empty tables Or a 
gallery full of ghosts Or like giving a great big party Where nobody shows but the host That's what it's been like That's what it's been like All right Without you around To applaud me Every night Just like closing night So did he smoke a bunch of cigarettes in the two years between recording the first version and this one? That's amazing. Yeah. The resonance in his voice. Yeah. It's just it's just Frank and Bill Miller. So it's it's much more of a saloon yeah. kind of vibe. It's it's one of the ultimates, I think. It's right there with um, one for my baby, Angel Eyes, drinking again. And a lot of Yeah, I guess I mean I'm not as familiar as, as you are, but did he did he do more tracks like this? Call and make a reservation In our favorite spot for two Cause I'm singing to empty tables Without you Without you Yeah, that's that's better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just just Frank, just Frank, and and his his pianist Bill Miller of many years. And um, y- you know, in terms of, are there other songs that are done like that? Uh, there's a very limited number, and I don't know how many, but I do know in terms of just Frank and the piano. That's it. Um, there, there is a version of one for my baby, um, and one more for the road. That song was done, um, on Capitol, um, and, uh, back in, um, the, around 57, 56. And when it was done, they recorded, uh, a version just with Bill Miller that stayed in the vault for a long time. And it was released, um, around 1990 or 1991. But no, no, all um, this all this stuff is readily available now, or it's, it's being released yeah. as far as these rarities go. Yeah. Um, uh, something that's not rare, but it's yeah. labeled rare, is rare breed from wild turkey. <laughs> uh, you can you can find it on shelves uh, at your store. It is wild turkey's barrel proof offering. Okay. Okay. So. So it's more normalish wild turkey, but barrel proof. This is their barrel proof offering. Oh, okay. So this this is basically, I mean, it, it, is it coming out at one hundred and forty 
proof? No, mm. it, it's mm-hmm. it's been it's been proofed down mm-hmm. to a barrel proof of uh, between 112 for some bottlings and like 116, I think, is what it's it's bottled at now. Uh, we're drinking from 112. Hold on, let's go. Oh yeah, oh, 112.8. Okay. Uh, you know, in the true wild turkey funkiness of adding <laughs> a weird proof point in there. Yeah. Uh, 86.8. 112.8, 101. You got to keep it distinctive. The, the wild turkey is the only one doing this. Okay. Really? The, the, yeah. They're yeah. the only one doing uh, one or, or two proof points higher than than an even number. Yeah. Or they're adding an eight in there. Um, so so seek this out. Seek out the Russells as well. And, yeah, and, and the rare and breed. You have both of them in front of you there, Luke. You can tra- taste between the two. Uh, rare, rare breed? Is that rare what it's breed. called? Yes. Rare breed. Rare breed with a very. Very weird. Uh, the 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 neck of this bottle uh-huh. narrows to a point, and and the and the the pour is very small compared to a, like a wide mouth uh, Russell Reserve that it sits next to, or, wow. or normal seven fifty. Wow, um, it's got an interesting topper on it. It's it's related also to the Kentucky Spirit bottle that they they bottle, which is another one worth seeking out if you can find that. Um, but the one twelve point uh, eight proof wild breed. I'm sorry, wild turkey, rare breed, barrel proof, mm. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, always a crowd pleaser, mm. always a great, great mm. pour. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, as we kind of bring the the show to a close a bit, um, we've we've got a you know Thanksgiving needs to be its own thing. You know, we need to keep we need to keep Thanksgiving its own, and and a lot of times it sort of just gets it kind of just gets sucked into uh, Christmas, and it's sort of just like the a little bit of a of an appetizer for Christmas. But you know what? It's it's got it. It's distinctive. It's special, and um, and we gotta we gotta keep it separate. I but mean, when else can you do like fight people to the death for large screen television? <laughs> right. Um, oh, that's the day after. Yeah, yeah. But having said that. Um, it is it 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 is it does represent a kickoff um kind of to christmas in addition to um everything else that thanksgiving is and um so we wanted to share a song it's um it's a song that wasn't particularly written as a christmas song yeah it was recorded by frank for his 1961 ring a ding ding album on reprise um, it was also done uh, by Dean Martin for his Winter Romance album, which was sort of a not oh, quite, a not quite Christmas record. Yeah, um, I think I don't know if it was Dean or his label said, "Hey, if we don't make it like purely Christmas, we might could sell some copies in January and February." Sure, if we just if we just call it Winter Romance. So um, uh, it's a great song. It was it was written by Irving Berlin in nineteen thirty seven. Um, it, it was arranged uh, for uh, Ring-a-Ding-Ding by Johnny Mandel. So let's take a listen to I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. This has been a great, great episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays to you and yours. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Larry, I wish you a great holiday. As well. As to you. Wind is blowing. I'm your host, Lawrence. 
And I'm Luke. And you've been listening to Frankly Drinking. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And maybe have a little wild turkey with your turkey. Can't remember Worst December Watch those icicles form What do I care? Icicles form Got my love to keep me warm Off with my overcoat Off with my glove Who needs an overcoat? I'm burning with love My heart's on fire Flame grows higher I will weather the storm What do I care how much it may storm Got my love to keep me warm